Hey y'all, welcome to Tejana Feminist Talks, a podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Lopez, um, aka Tejana Feminist. <laughs> that feels kind of weird to say out loud, but you know, that's like my self-proclaimed brand, so it'd be like that. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I really do want to welcome you to the space. Um, thank you for listening. Um, I want to make it clear that I have two goals. Um, the first one is for both of us to be able to learn about topics within social justice that maybe we're not too familiar with. Um, and then the second one is to unlearn things with me. So things that we've been taught that are harmful, um, you know, ways of thinking and behaviors and whatnot. And I want to make it clear that like I don't know everything and I think that's where some hesitation came um, in terms of wanting to do this but like not being sure but you know I'm gonna be vulnerable in this space and I hope that you can do it too um, it's a, it's an ongoing process and I'm aware that mistakes are gonna be made but I will definitely um, take responsibility and actions to fix those mistakes um, and so I hope that you are willing to go on this quote-unquote journey with me um, as we learn and unlearn Um, and in the end I think it will be very helpful just in terms of like being more knowledgeable Um, and yeah so (laughs) that's that Um, wow this feels so weird okay Um, I guess it makes sense to talk a little bit about myself and who I am so like I said, my name is Leslie Lopez. Um, my pronouns are she, her, ella. Um, I'm a cisgender woman. Um, I'm a black Mexican-American. So my dad is black, my mom is Mexican. I was born here in the United States, um, which also makes me first gen. Um, and I was the first high school graduate in my family. And in May 2020, I will be the first college graduate, which is really scary to say. Um, I am definitely not sure what what the next steps look like for me after graduating, but that's something we can talk about later. Um, my work would entail um, reproductive justice education, I co-founded an organization on my college campus and we focus on um, educating people about the intersection of social justice issues and reproductive justice. And I guess like in the past, I've kind of dabbled in writing. Um, I don't know, uh, I guess these two things, writing and then making YouTube videos are kind of what led me to wanting to start a podcast like with writing I I used to enjoy it not as much anymore um but I feel like people lose interest if you don't get to your point like ASAP um and I have noticed that in my writing I kind of you know take a minute so there's that and then I tried making YouTube videos for a second and 
Uh, I honestly found it too uncomfortable to look at my face for so long while I was editing. Um, it was really fun, like I enjoyed the content I made and sometimes, you know, that would be social justice stuff, sometimes it'd be like college vlogs, um, and other times it would be like making, I don't know, food and whatnot. So yeah, um, but I feel like having a podcast kind of combines both of the things I like from each of those. So like, so I feel like having a podcast combines the things I liked from each of those. So like with writing, it's like having the ability to like say what you mean, different things, you know, you finish a piece, you can move on to the next one. They don't have to be related, but they can. Um, and with YouTube videos, I feel like it's a like a a longer time, I guess. Like in terms of like, okay, a video can be five minutes or it can be fifteen, and like people will still watch. Um, but anything after that is kind of like where you start losing people. Um, and I definitely rant, so <laughs> I feel like this is a good medium for me. Um, so yeah, just a few things about myself. Um, and if you're here and you don't know me, then maybe those may be surprising, maybe not. Um, yeah, so I guess we can talk more about like, or I can talk more because you're listening, um, about what kind of drew me to start this podcast. Um, specifically the theme so like I mentioned I'm a first-generation American high school graduate college student Um, and so I've had a lot of conversations with friends during my three years here um, at like my university of like realizations I guess so like these conversations made me realize so many things Um, The first one being that academia kind of sucks you in. Um, I remember like my first year of college and it's like very, um, like something I don't want to admit, but I definitely had like a really self-righteous like idea of myself. Um, And that was like really hard, but I think it came from like me thinking oh I know I now know stuff so um, I know everything I know more than people in my community who didn't go to college Um, and that was like not something that I was conscious I was doing I guess Um, but when I like found out or like came to terms with the fact that this was like an idea I had I immediately was like, okay, no. Um, So yeah, having these conversations with my friends um, because they also felt the same way, especially first gen and being like, what can we do to ensure that that doesn't happen? Um, And part of it is like making information accessible to other people and understanding that like theory is not like an end all be all. Um, which I guess 
leads to my next point of, um, you know, these conversations made us realize that theory tends to be valued over praxis or personal experiences. Um, And for me, like, one of the, I guess, turning points in my life, feminism, one of the turning points for me in, like, my life or my feminism was um, reading this bridge called My Back um, by, well, it's it's an anthology, but it's edited by Sherry Moraga and Gloria Anzaldúa, and they talk, there's a section that talks about theory in the flesh, which is basically, like, valuing personal experiences, um, because those are people's lives, and you can't argue with what someone has dealt with or hasn't dealt with. Um, and that kind of made me more aware of like, okay, um, in the past, this is what I have believed and this is why it's not okay. And it also made me feel very heard and like seen and like, I understood that these weren't like isolated things. It was all part of a, a larger picture. Um, but like with that being said, there is gatekeeping and similar to like, I guess, academia sucking you in, um, I do see within specifically like, I do see like within different fields, um, that there are people profiting off of the experiences of people in certain communities or what is called quote-unquote marginalized communities um and that's like a whole other like conversation to have but um because there are people profiting off of mm, okay let me give an example i feel like this can be kind of hard to understand but um if you're talking about like Let's say you're reading this piece and it's like a 15 page article, Um, it's super jargony so you have to look up like half of the words while you're reading and then about like halfway through it hits you that they're describing an experience that you know, that you've had before. Um, And they're using all this theory and stuff and it's like you're making money off of this piece. that is basically explaining an experience I have often um, and you're like an outsider placing yourself in this position which doesn't make any sense because you'll never understand what it's like to be a black Mexican or um, a lesbian woman you know so it's I don't know it's it's kind of that like at the same time while there's gatekeeping there's also things being profited off of so yeah um <laughs> and lastly i guess social media was a big one um oof, i don't know like i said this is also another one i could get into like extensively but i see a lot of words being used as like buzzwords or basically like people just throwing them around 
even though they don't know what it means. Um, and I think that's kind of where it's okay to acknowledge and like know where these concepts and terms and ideas um, are coming from or what they're referring to. Um, I guess an example would be intersectionality, which is one I see thrown around a lot. Um, and like, I will take full responsibility because I have done that too in the past. And it wasn't until I read like Kimberly Crenshaw's piece, um, Mapping the Margins, that I realized, oh, I have definitely not been using this word correctly. Um, and so I think it's important to know like who came up with this term and in what context because a lot of the terms that get misused are terms that, terms or concepts really that have been come up. Um, a lot of the terms that get misused are those that have been formulated by like women or people of color, especially black women, which is relevant in this case in terms of like reproductive justice and reproductive rights being used interchangeably. Um, and in the first official episode, I'll talk more about that. So yeah, social media is good. I love social media. I think it's great. Um, but also knowing that you can basically say anything on there, you know? And so it's important, I feel like, if you come across a term or concept or something that you aren't familiar with, to familiarize yourself with it. Um, for many of us, if social media is accessible, then Google probably is too. Um, and when in doubt, like, ask. So, yeah, those, those four things definitely kind of pushed me more and more to starting this. Um, and I guess it also makes sense to ask, like, why now? Um, to which I say, why not? <laughs> I've listened to some really good podcasts, and I've listened to some really boring ones, and I'm like, in both of those cases, I'm like, I applaud you for putting your stuff out there, because if you're continuing to make these, then it's obvious that at least one person is listening to them and like is here for them and so why not you know um i i love to talk <laughs> um writing like i mentioned before can be difficult for me but speaking feels easier um it, sometimes you know i lose my train of thought but you know nothing a little editing won't fix so um and also just like like i keep saying um podcasts are allowing for people to have access to this type of information um, and I think it's like such a creative medium for people you know like with a YouTube video you kind of have to be sitting or like paying attention because um, if you're not you may miss important things or like just the visuals you know but you can listen to a podcast episode while you're commuting um, while you're cooking or cleaning which is what I do <laughs> Um, or even like while you're working out. So there's just like so many times when you can be accessing this information and like actually like letting it seep in. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and I know we're coming up on like 15 minutes. So 
I want to give y'all a little, you know, snippet, a little sneak peek of what you can expect. Um, so the the goals are to learn and to unlearn. Um, and so that is going to look different sometimes. Um, and it may be me talking about literature that I have read that I feel like it's important to share. Um, it will also probably consist of me interviewing other young people in the movement, specifically in the reproductive justice movement, which is what I'm a part of. Um, And I know so many cool young people doing such amazing work, especially here in the South. Um, And I want everyone to hear what they have to say and like their experiences. Um, And you can also expect mistakes and corrections being made. you know, I will start with themes I'm somewhat familiar with or very familiar with and then progressively get into things that I just don't know a lot about. And so that means that I may form opinions without having all the information, um, but that does not mean I won't hold myself accountable um, because I think that's like a really big thing just in general to hold yourself accountable. and. I know I'm sure that my friends who listen will also be there to help me do that. So, um, yeah, so just expect to learn new things. Um, You have the right to be wrong and to change your mind. And so I hope you take advantage of that. Um, So all that to say that I am very excited. I don't expect this to be easy, but... If everyone that listens learns something new or even questions like an idea that they've had that they've been taught then i think like that's the whole point i just want people to really like think about the things that they have just seen as quote-unquote normal and like followed and like really challenge those ideas and be like why do i think this way um is this something that like i believe or is this something that my parents taught me to believe so yeah um thank you so much for listening um that's all i have to say i hope you're able to join me on this mystical journey uh no i'm kidding but like i really do hope that y'all stick around and i will see y'all oh i won't see y'all you'll hear me (laughs) you'll hear from me next time so i'll talk to y'all then bye